Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the BrewCityBlockade.com podcast network. That's right. You're listening to the brand new show here in the network with the crew that you remember from Rebels Recap. That's right. It's time for some resistance recap from your friends here at the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network. Sitting across the pond from me this evening, who you've heard on Talking Far, Far Away recently, is my favorite Scotsman, the only Scotsman that I, I know, and the only one that actually really counts, Mr. Scott Edge. Scott, how's it going, my friend? It's going well. I very much appreciate that intro. I know, um, he's very flattered by that. I am very flattered by that. And I'm ready to talk about Star Wars Resistance. Resistance! Resistance! <laughs> Here at the network, Mr. Brian Fontaine is sitting in the same state as I, us New Hampshireites. Brian, how's it going, my friend? Ah, uh, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to this. I we just I, I feel sad letting Rebels go because it was only earlier this year and we had the final episode and I'm not ready to let it go yet. But I gotta say, this ep- this I wasn't. I was excited about this show, but it, it caught me off guard. I know, Scott, you and I were talking a couple days ago, and you're like, I don't know if they really advertised this, or maybe they could have approached it a little bit differently, but I don't know. Just overall, guys, I think I think we got a winner on our hands here. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, Star Wars Resistance, for me, much like I was talking to Scott, actually, just before, like I always say, the best conversations happen before we hit the record button, and obviously, Brian, you and Scott had that conversation early on, which is great, and it's around that, yeah, you know what, the marketing really pushed it, and we kept saying it, I mean, everybody at the network kind of said it, was like, yeah, this is going to be really kid-focused, well, you know what, when you start watching that first episode, it, it took it, it took me by surprise, it was like, wow, they're going to hit all different kind of tones, it sounds like, in this series, just from that first episode. And I absolutely love, and we're going to get into it probably, about some of the characters and some of the story progression we're already starting to see. But, I mean, overall, I'm very pleased with Star Wars Resistance. I'm very happy with what Dave Filoni and the Lucasfilm team have given us so far, Scott. Yeah, I was kind of, with all the trailers that came out, I was kind of like, hmm, right, it's a bit kid-friendly. And then when I saw the first few episodes, the first few episodes, actually, I was like, this doesn't look like what it's meant to be. This wasn't what we were, what it was promoted by. This, these are a bunch of people who are part of Resistance. And it's like, that's not what I got the impression from. And after watching it, it's like, ah, so we're, we we're kind of, Dave Filoni, he does this so perfectly. He throws a curveball. It's like, this yeah. is what it is. And this is what it actually is. So it's like, ah, he's done it again. He's pulled the wool over our eyes. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. I actually like that a lot. Brian, one of the things I really noticed, too, and I have to admit, this show, Dave Filoni talked about it early on, was how there was such an homage and such a, a beauty to, when he was starting to develop the show, he remembers his father and him seeing like the old cars and the old racers and seeing the car patterns and the designs and everything. And that really showed itself in this first first episode more specifically. I know we've all seen multiple episodes, but in the first episode, when we see these starfighter racers on the planet, I believe the name is the Colossus, it's really, really fascinating. And I just absolutely love the pod racing-esque mode that it goes into when you see that. The Challenger is there. This young kid is being thrown into this race, even though he really doesn't want to, but there's an overall purpose to it. Isn't that, I, I just find that absolutely awesome because it had that little bit of a tie back to the prequels, I felt. 
Yeah, they and then speaking of tying back to the prequels, Robin, they even I thought the voice sounded really familiar, but they brought back Greg Proops to do the audio the uh, uh the announcer. Oh that's so right. familiar. So and obviously he's doing kind of a uh doing a satire on it, you know, because they're going way over the top, but I think it worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I, and I'm not the first person to say this, and I don't think you guys would disagree, but you know, I've seen, I've seen some uh, feedback on social media, mostly positive. Um, most of our listeners on the network, I'm not super heavy on the Twitter machine that much anymore, but the it felt like it was small enough stakes where we could get to know these characters, and it didn't have to be all about. I mean, we're six months out of the Force Awakens. That's laying uh, not so far away from where we are and i don't know if we're going to get four seasons of this show maybe we get two maybe there's a cliffhanger at the end of this season but i want to speak specifically to i was able to watch this with my son and he's you know a month and a half away from being seven so this the target audience is there yeah you you mentioned it robin with these the, the racers and all the vibrant colors. I mean, even mm. Taz, the main character we have, I mean, his jacket is like, it, it's eye-popping. <laughs> it is. <laughs> the animation, oh, I feel it's... like, works so well. There's at certain times when I look at it, and you, it, it's, again, using a good use of the Lucasfilm slash Disney budget dollars, where with a limited, not being able to go way over the top like they were for Clone Wars, like they made the style of Rebels work. I think this works so well. And at certain points, you're like, is is this a real, you know, is it live action? Because, right. you know, some of the scenes are just, it's gorgeous. I mean, th- what they were able to do in the art department on this, in the design and everything, it's just spectacular. But, you know, my son was into it immediately. There's the humor there with some of the characters we'll talk about, maybe some of our favorites, but... The racing really reminded me a lot of kind of, it's almost like Star Fox, you know, having to go through all those rings. Yeah, that's a good yeah. reference. You know, it, that's what I went to. I mean, that's what I, you know, when I cut my teeth coming up get, <laughs> in the Super Nintendo, that was Star Fox. I'm, I'm dating myself because you guys are, what the hell is that? But, you know, it was just, it's fun. I mean, I think it's also fun, Scott, that we don't have to be weighed down with the lore of the Force. I mean... With Rebels, we thought it was going to be about the Rebellion, but the undertones told us about, you know, a young Padawan-esque character in Ezra and and learning from uh, a Jedi that never really got to be a Jedi Knight and Kanan. And some of these characters are just beloved by us, the network, and Star Wars fans in general. Yeah. You know, Scott, I think not having the Force there, but I don't know. I I instantly liked Kaz. And I liked him because he's a doofus, and he's kind of a geek, (laughs) and he wants to do well. He had a, you know, it sounds like his upbringing, not like he had a silver spoon in his mouth, but it's almost like he was doing these things because, not because his parents wanted him to, but he felt like it was the right thing to do. And I think between not having the force and then having a character like that, Scott, I think this could go some places. Yeah, I think it's quite nice to get away from the force for a wee while because we've been so heavily in with that over the past four years of Rebels. So this is quite nice just to kind of... It's kind of what we want to see in the galaxy, a galaxy where Jedi and the Sith aren't really around. We know Luke's around at some point around here, but we know he's probably on Act 2 right now, to be honest, is where he is. But it's quite nice to have like that kind of, let's see people who don't use the Force, let's see how they go about their daily lives, and that kind of myth, maybe this might go through the series, but this kind of myth 
of the Porsche. But yeah, I totally agree. Um, I do enjoy Cass. He's kind of like a buffoon. I've been saying it, uh, that he's kind of like Ezra at the start, like the way Ezra was at the start of Rebels. Kind of with, oh, this is his face. It's Zeb. So I kind of see some kind of meld of the two into one with that character. But going off your point, Brian, I think with it being like six months out from Force Awakens, I feel we're, I feel this might be a show that might last three seasons. Mm-hmm. And we might, I might get like a cliffhanger at the end of season where we get, get the destruction of the Hosley Pine. Cass has to deal with losing his father. I don't know if they might go that dark, but I mean, Rebels mm. went that dark, so we could get that way. But also, about the art, just seeing Starkiller base and the, Star- the First Order Star Destroyers, that was stunning. It felt like you were watching a movie. There were so many different tones that this first episode hit, and of course, I absolutely love Kaz, and I absolutely love just the interactions between him and Jaeger, if I have that correct, the one that Poe... Yep. Um, yeah. Has basically, Eric, Eric ta- yeah, yeah, that he's basically tasked to watch over Kaz during this time, and just that that kind of mentor to trainee discussion of, well, guess what? You're a mechanic here. You're a mechanic. Yes, you have this job that Poe wants you to run, but but keep your mind where it is right now. Keep your mind where it's focused. And it's funny. The first thing I picked up on between him and Kaz was actually very similar to Tobias Beckett in Solo, in Solo's Slower Story. I got that same mindset of, listen, buddy, you're here right now. You get yourself involved, you're not getting out of it. You're going to get yourself in trouble. And I absolutely love that undertone because for the adult watcher, and I'll even say even for the kid who's watching who has seen Solo, because their parents were awesome enough to take him to go see it, for me, it's just that nice little connection that maybe – some people will pick up and some people won't. But if you watch it and you can pick up on little things here and there, it's just a nice little addition to the show. That's that's all it really is in, in the end. And the interactions between the characters have been fantastic up until this point. It, it really has hit on all cylinders in terms of characters, I feel, Brian. So what is it with Star Wars needing surly astromech droids here with <laughs> Bucket? I mean, he was uh, – my son, my son likes him. You know, we talk about characters. I mean, I think we're all in agreement. I think we can. I think we can like Kaz. He's a likable guy. He has faults. We're going to see character development and growth with him to mm-hmm. through the end of the series. Who he is today is not who he's going to be at the end. Uh, we can see. We see that. We saw that with Ahsoka. We saw that with Ezra. You know, he's our protagonist. We're going to see this Colossus. Uh, station racing all through his eyes, and I think that's going to be interesting. I think what this show uh, needed and it got, I think, was some comedic relief. And I'm gonna, I keep messing up his name because I keep wanting to say Tiku, but it's Niku. Mm-hmm. And I like the character. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are gonna find him annoying, but I, <laughs> just his his innocence and the the kind of like the, the deadpan, and I think he just wants to do well. And I think he's going to be relatable for a lot of people that maybe they see they'll see this show through his eyes, and and I think I think it's pretty cool that we got a character like that. He's quite nice because I did find him quite funny when he's like, 
Kaz is like, I'm the best Starfire, best pilot in the galaxy. And he's like, he's the best guy in the galaxy. Let's get him into a race. And it's just like, oh, well, well, try to get him out. It's, it's, that made it funny because it kind of like, made them like nice friends. How, how many times have we put ourselves in those situations, Scott, in our own lives, where we've said something and then somebody else takes it another way? Or, or whether we've put ourselves in a situation where it's like, well, you know what, maybe that wasn't the best decision to, to, to do that. Or, you know, I think we all go through that in life. And I, and I feel like that's such a great example that, that we talk about is just the connections to real life moments that we've had and things that Kaz is going through. The whole, I, listen, I know it's a future episode, but when everybody goes and watches it, you're going to see what I'm really talking about. Things in life that we go through early on in our lives. And, and we have those experiences. And we have places that, that we want to meet and we, and we want to be evenly grounded with other individuals, but sometimes that's not the best decision. And sometimes we have responsibilities that we have to fulfill and we should be able to do them. But there's that curiosity that drives us in a different direction. And I think Star Wars resistance to this point and much like Star Wars always teaches us a lesson. It always has this overarching concept of, you know what? Everybody goes through this in life. And we're just, it's, it's a different way of presenting it because that's what it is. You, it doesn't come to you naturally. It's something that a position therefore shows you. And I think that it's this series so far, and that's just in one episode, has already done a nice job of showing kids that these things happen. And these are things that you have to go through in life. And I love that. Absolutely. Yeah, I know, Rob, but in your, you know, your school teacher by trade, and, and I think we are going to start to see these lessons that, that kids can take away because it is an innocent story here and it's, it's funny and Niku, he means well by it. He doesn't understand that he's being sarcastic about it, but right. it's one of those things like if you're, you know, if you're, if you're a kid and you're at school and you say something and somebody overhears it, it's a telephone game and you don't know where it's going to go and I, I, right. whether you can apply it to a school setting to social media, to wherever, like once something leaves your mouth, it can go anywhere. And, and I think that's also a good lesson for kids to learn too, that, you know, it, it's important to not, it's, you know, to have good morals and all those other good things too. But for, I think for people really paying attention, there's going to be a lot of good life lessons and stuff that, you know, you said it best a little bit ago there, Robin, that, you know, Star Wars teaches us lessons. We, it's an escapism, but we can also use those situations with fictional characters and learn something from it as well. Yeah. I can't even tell you how many times I've said something in Scottish contacts me. And he's like, why did you just say that? Why did you just say, I'm just kidding. I'm playing around with Mr. Scottish on that one. But Scott, I mean, one of the overarching values too, that I see in this, that's great. And it's, it's, it's a fascinating one to me. I think just from this first episode is that, we do see our first introduction to the First Order. We do see Starkiller Base. And it's, it's fascinating how, I mean, number one, a, a red TIE fighter with a red TIE fighter pilot. I know a lot of people on social media and a lot of people were like, whoa, that's new, that's different, I'm not sure if I'm going to like that. But it was nice to intro the series with something different. Yeah, something that we haven't seen. I know you and I talk about it all the time, and Brian, I know you've talked to plenty of members here at the podcast network. It's almost like a daily discussion to us about the canon of Star Wars and how they can expand on it. That's kind of a cool little way of introducing things is through a show like Star Wars Resistance, giving us something different, giving us a new take. Like the, the X-Wings that they were fighting with there. T-85s, I believe, is the term for those X-Wings. Those are a different look at 
what X-Wings exist within the Resistance at this time or whatever is existing in the Star Wars galaxy at that time, Scott. You kind of, yeah, just going back as well, you did kind of had a, a red stormtrooper mm-hmm. in the Phasma novel. So it's quite, maybe that's quite a nice tie back to mm-hmm. that, to then. Uh, it was quite nice. You had to do, definitely have to do something different. Something just Cardinal. to catch Cardinal. you. Yeah, Cardinal, Cardinal, that's right. Yes. Um, a shame it's not the same character otherwise, but unfortunately that didn't happen. But yeah, it was just quite nice to have something a bit different. That first scene as well, like, open up. I thought it was a planet or something. Mm-hmm. It turned out to be an asteroid joint. I was like, oh, that's different. And a few other bits and pieces as well. But yeah, um, a red tie fighter and, and a red stormtrooper. Um, I don't know where it's going to go, but I'm quite intrigued by it. I want to see if this is a different part of the First Order that we don't know just about yet. And I think it was important to use Poe Dameron and, and BB-8 to be that that bridge Absolutely. to this. And it was great to get Oscar Isaac reprising his role. You know, in the first episode, we saw uh, General Leia Organa, and, but she didn't speak, which is fine. But I, I think doing some of those things, but... You know, there's so I got to go back and watch this again and maybe a third time, guys, because I feel like we haven't even talked about all the Easter eggs that Dave Filoni and Justin Ridge and everybody at Lucasfilm dropped in this. I mean, we have Shadra fans. We have uh, Staggletooth. We've got mention of Scarif. We've got mention of Battle of Jakku. We've got a rebel blockade runner that, you know, I I don't know if you guys caught it, but Poe's like, yeah, this is seen action at the Battle of Scarif plus the Battle of Jakku. And I'm like... That's so cool. The nerd in me is like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but, you know, there's, again, Star Wars is great about giving us, you know, for an air quotes kid show, there's so many little things that us as adults can enjoy it just as much. And maybe I, I do want to kind of talk about some of our fair characters. But, I mean, mm. for me, being able to sit down and watch the show last night with my son and being able to, I'm really still trying to get him to like and appreciate Star Wars. I'm not going to force it upon him. He's so into Transformers right now. It's a, it's kind of like getting him to, you know, twist his arm to watch Star Wars with Dad. But <laughs> I'm also not going to force it upon him because if he doesn't end up liking it, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to disown him. <laughs> right. But, you know, this, this, this show did an awesome job and he used to watch Rebels with me and he knows all the characters and stuff. So I think being able to, you know, see that familial bond over a show like this, and uh, I think that that part was pretty cool. Now, Brian, your son, did he latch on to any specific character just through these first few episodes? Uh, you know, I, I think he liked Niku. I, I, obviously, anytime BB-8 was on the on the screen, he stole the show. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out and how it goes. But uh, How about for I, yourself? Great question, Mr. Boat. <sighs> I don't know. I, I really liked Niku. I thought he was a great addition to the universe. If I see a character that reminds me of myself, and, and I used to always kind of view Rebels through Kanan's eyes, I think it's eventually going to be Jaeger. And yeah. I, I mean, that's who I... I feel like that's kind of the role that I've got here at the network. <laughs> it's kind of the old crotchety advisor. <laughs> The old Obi-Wan of the group, but the, just, I don't know, I, I can relate. And there's so much more about his character that he was in the Rebellion and, and whatnot, I think. Yeah. I think he's going to be a pretty cool character, but I, I don't dislike any of them. I don't know, how about you, Scott? 
It's Jaeger right now. He's got a lot of, like, I'm trying to say this in the right way. He's got a lot of emotion, like sadness in his eyes. Yeah. I know it's a computer generated, I know it's an animated character. That's a good point. He still, he, he looks like he, he's got that much, like, he was at the Battle of Jakku, but he's had something bad happen to him, and he doesn't want to talk about it. Like what Kanan did in Rebels, like, Kanan had that whole, his master and that were killed by the clone troopers, and he had all that through his life, and he was able to let it go. But I think Jaeger's got so much baggage that, you know, I, I would like to explore more of that history. And also, hopefully we get to see some kind of uh, look at the Battle of Jakku in this animated form, other than being in computer games in the books. Hmm. That's, a, that's an inter- interesting perspective there, Mr. Inch. I hadn't even thought about as uh, getting the Battle of Jakku almost like a flashback at some point where he kind of looks back and looks at that camaraderie and explains that to Kaz. That would be, that'd be really cool to see. Uh, of yeah. course, my favorite is Mr. Niku himself. I, I'm a big comic relief person. Brian knows that through AP5 and our love of what Stephen Stanton does. By the way, I can't wait to be introduced to Mr. Stephen Stanton's character in Star Wars Resistance. That's oh, but they talked wonderful. about the refresher right in the beginning. I the know! I know! How many times did we talk about the refresher, too? It's, it's, uh... I think we got I think we owe that one to our friend Stephen Stanton. I think he, I think he was telling, uh, "Hey, those Brick City blockaders, they like talking about the refresher. Why don't you put that in the first episode?" Oh, there's some, there's some kind of uh, Stephen Stantonism that caused that to happen there on Star Wars Resistance. But yeah, it, it's got to be Nico. I just love love the way he interacts with Kaz and just just also he kind of follows a, along with Kaz and is just a reminder of you know yeah this is. You have good decisions here, and you have bad decisions here. And, you know, you have a job to do, but you can also be yourself at the same time. Mm-hmm. And he's kind, of, he's kind of that middle ground of not being there with with, with uh, Jaeger at all, but you know what I mean? Like, he's – there's the seriousness, and there's Kaz's rebelliousness, you could kind of say. And then there's him, which is right there in the middle, where he can play a little bit of each side. And that's really cool to see. I mean, especially when he's like, best starfighter in the galaxy. I just I – just, I, I love his voice. It's, it's just one of those ones I'm going to latch onto across time. And I have my theories, but I shall save those for another episode of Resistance Recap. But, uh, yeah, I think there's so many great characters, Brian. I think there's so many great places we could go with these characters as well. You know, I know you guys probably feel the same way, too, but uh, it's over the course of time with Rebels, we get to know all the characters and it's so new to me still that I'm even referring to my little crib sheet down in front of me for the names because I still they're not part of like my lexicon yet. And right. that part's yeah. kind of exciting to learn new characters and, and find more about them. And like you, Robin, I've already got some of my some of my theories and, and whatnot. But the, the cool thing about this is we're not here breaking down the episode. We are going to strongly encourage that you go out and watch it yourself. You know, That's we're going to try not to spoil anything, but I, I think. Some of the best conversations that we have is just, you know, just seeing where the conversation goes. And there might not always be, you know, I'm not going to use the F word. You know, there may not be always this big plot device that, that needs to drive the story forward. But, you know, I, I think this is really, it's it's so cool to see racing in Star Wars that's not pod racing. The, you know, the, the jokes about the old clunker and, the you know, the team fireball and just seeing where that's going to go and... Right. You know, I think some of the other races are interesting, and, uh, you know, I think we'll get to know some of them over time. Like you, Robin, I'm kind of disappointed we haven't heard Steven. 
uh, voicing his uh, looks like going to be a pretty fascinating character. Yeah. With what's his name, Griff? Griff, Griff yes. Man. Griff, and you know, an ex Tie Fighter pilot, and I don't know. I, I'm I'm encouraged. I not that I had low expectations for this guy's, but I think it it met any expectations I had, and if in a lot of ways I feel like it exceeded it. And I'm even more encouraged to see some of these future episodes. I mean, yes, now if you can go on online, you can watch the first three. I mean, we're kind of trying to reference just the first one here. Mm-hmm. And we'll get one of these every Sunday night going forward. And, you know, are they going to always release three at a time? Probably not, mm-hmm. if, if I had my guess. I think that's these are things to kind of whet everyone's appetite to get really into the show and see where it goes. And, and we're in a different day and age now where you don't have to sit around your TV. I mean, we have DVR yeah, online, know. you know, YouTube, Hulu, uh, Disney apps and stuff like that. And the way people consume media is way different than maybe even when the Clone Wars came out in 2008. Right. It's so different. And, and, and kids now that, I mean, they're, they're trying to put these episodes in front of kids so that they can, they can watch them. They can enjoy them. They can become lifelong star Wars fans, hopefully. And, it, I think fandom is better for it. Scott, we also, the three of us, were kind of talking to, and it's like, I, I feel like this is what fandom needed. Mm, I, I think yeah. it, it's not, I mean, yes, it's kind of cute, and it's kidsy and stuff like that, but it has something for everybody, and there's little, you know, we talked about the Easter eggs and stuff. I don't know. What do you think, Scott? I think it will bring fandom together, because last Jedi, even though I've had Soul since then, and Rebels... Uh, the last part of Rebels, but last year I definitely split fandom badly, I feel, because you had one half attacking the other half, and it was just getting bloody, um, well, not fighting bloody, you know what I mean, uh, but it's nice to have something brand new, where fandom come together to enjoy, to talk and share. We're past, we're now near the end of 2018, and I feel we're starting to get some Nice stuff coming from Star Wars again, like where fandom can like come together. So I think this will this will do it. I think this will do it, and hopefully we get some kind of bat story comic that I can read. But <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of taking the Resistance uh, Star Wars Resistance show and splitting that off into different canon. I think that's a good idea. And Scott, what you're saying too, and what Brian is saying, is that Star Wars Resistance has the possibility of bringing unity to the community, mm-hmm. which I absolutely. Absolutely. That on a T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know if we have that on a T-shirt yet. That's a really good point, Brian. Yeah. Um, I'll have to go over to T Public and see if we have one of those. But the other thing, too, I I just have to do this, okay? Because in the in the honor of Mr. Jim Roberts, who can't be here right now, as long as the announcers during one of the races races on the show don't start going ooh ha ooh ha, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> Uh, oh my god, is that a good Skywalker? <laughs> it's Anakin Skywalker! Skywalker's in the lead! <laughs> I just watched that the other night, guys, so oh, it's fresh for me. I'm, I'm starting to go back through all the films again just because, you know, I love Star Wars too much, but. Yeah, Jim, Jim, when I know when you're listening to this eventually, we love you, bud. Yeah, we love you, Mr. Jim Robears. <laughs> I think we've reached that part of the show here at the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network, Resistance. Recap. Resistance. Recap. Resistance. That's going to be the new thing. That's the new thing. I think we've reached that time. It's a little thing we like to call plug time. That's right. Plug time here. Mr. Scott Inch, where can the good people find you across social media? 
You can find me on Facebook at Scottish, no, that's Scottish, or on Twitter at Scottish85. Think about that. This is Brian Fontaine. Is that your first plug time, Scott? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jedi Scavenger SW. How about you, Robin? You guys can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. Please make sure to head on over to Instagram. Follow all my white girl problems and all of my things surrounding a galaxy far, far away over on Instagram at the official vote. That's my girlfriend talking about me. Also, you can follow the Brick City Blockade at www.brickcityblockade.com for everything happening in a galaxy far, far away. T Public is where you can get the t-shirts. Patreon is where you can support. And iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud. You can listen to Re- uh, Resistance Recap and all the great shows here at the Podcast Network. And let me say, you got to subscribe to Six Scale Scavengers Podcast. I have been listening to that thing like crazy. Brian Fontaine, well done. Christopher James Letty and I have been doing it. Uh, it's fun. It's part of the network, too. So go listen. Love it, love it. And as we always say here, leading out of Resistance Recap, thank you so much for listening here. And may the force be with you. Always. Always. Les résistances! Les résistances!